0: it's me and I'm back. Oh, it's only Monday, people. Does that even seem possible? That it isn't Thursday? Or is that just me? It's been the longest Monday and the Mondiest Monday. Of course, tomorrow's August 1st. We're almost into the burr months, which means I'm about three weeks behind on Christmas shopping. So <laughs> no, I want to jump into some stuff. Uh, Cardi B is, looks like she's going to be charged with battery in Las Vegas. She threw a microphone into the audience, and it hit one woman in the head, bounced off, and hit the other woman, but the reason she threw it was they had thrown water on her, well, we've come to find out it's water, but at the time, I guess maybe she didn't know anyway, liquid out of a cup. I mean, Cardi B, I'm Is I I don't know how Cardi B is not Gen X because I swear she is almost the definition of fuck around and find out. But I'm I'm with her, you know. I don't know what you've thrown on on me. And BB Rexus may threw a phone on the stage and hit her. Couple people, couple other people have had things thrown at them. Which I'm not even sure what the hell that new trend is. What the fuck with that? Now, come on. And like I said, I think she is... Somehow partially Gen Z. Or Gen Z. Gen X. Instead of Gen Z. Because, actually, she may be a millennial. But either way, she's not Gen X. And Lord knows, those of us who are Gen X... Are the epitome of fuck around and find out. Because we don't play... And I'm here to tell you, I'm on that stage and I'm performing and you throw some shit at me, fuck yeah, we're going to throw hands. Not even playing. Because what? No. And this goes back to what I have said along through all these episodes. People have gotten used to being keyboard warriors and saying or doing whatever the hell they want to do. Without consequence. I mean, what happened to you ran your mouth? You might eat your teeth. I'm thinking we need to go back to that. Because nobody accepts consequences anymore. You know, Donald Trump is the victim. Old cheese puffs over there. I'm a victim. They're doing this to keep me from being president. Now, never mind. They've been doing this and, you know, all these indictments, but now suddenly, according to... They've been doing them for almost two years, but according to him, they just now came out because, well, you know, he's doing so well in the polls. Uh, no. No, hon. No. Wheels of justice turn slow. It took a minute, but they're getting their shit together, and we're going to talk about that in just a minute. But, you know, he is somebody not used to consequences. He's been able to delay, deny, or whatever his way out of anything he's ever been in prior to, and so to him, you know, oh, I don't have to have consequences, and a lot of people have gotten to that, the majority of people, I feel like, have gotten to that with, I'm soda the hell I want behind a keyboard, what the fuck you gonna do? You gonna jump through the monitor and get me? No, and so people have not had to deal with consequences, (laughs) (coughs) excuse me. Not that I'm saying violence is ever the answer to anything. But there got to be some consequences. And those consequences just may be... Fuck around and find out. You know, that's one reason I quit drinking tequila. Because tequila always made me feel like... "Mm, Now I'm going to tell you what I really think about you. Can you imagine? Y'all see now how unfiltered I am. Can you imagine with some tequila? And... I would say I had, other than the hangovers, (laughs) being a consequence. I'm sure I had consequences, but part of the problem with tequila is I never remembered. And Lord knows, tequila made me want to fight. So, hell, I probably had some bruises the next day that I couldn't quite account for. (laughs) Because I fucked around and found out. Just saying. So, and on a sad note for those of us Gen Xers, Pee Wee Herman died today from cancer. Yeah, I know we had that whole thing back in the 90s in the X-rated movie theater, but come on. In today's world, shit. I mean, really? I mean, just really. I don't even know that that's even a scandal now. But, you know, he did entertain a lot of kids and he really Put a lot of message of positivity out there. And apparently he had been struggling for a number of years, turns out, with cancer. And had kept it quiet and kept his happy persona going. So in the last week, we've lost two big Gen Zers. Or Gen Xers. um, That the Gen Zers aren't going to know who they are. Maybe necessarily. But we've lost, of course, Sinead O'Connor. Sinead. I've always, in the 80s, she was Sinead. Now she's Sinead. So I'm not sure Sinead, Sinead O'Connor. Um, you know, and her whole, my favorite song and she ever did was Nothing Compares. Remember a Prince cover? I don't think, yeah, I guess he actually did it first. I know he wrote it, but I think he did it before she did. Um, some of the 80s are a little hazy, not gonna lie, in early 90s. Um, not gonna lie. But, you know, it was sad. And, yeah, I mean, I struggled with her in the early 90s when she tore up the picture of the Pope. And while I agree with what was going on at that time, absolutely something needed to be said. And she had felt strong enough to do that. I wish she had certainly done it a different way. But regardless, she didn't. And, you know, it was kind of sad reading about her life in the last week. I knew she had had some mental health struggles, but gosh, I did not know how bad. You know, it makes me feel really bad for her that she passed in such brokenheartedness with her son committing suicide last year. So I'm assuming he, hasn't been a lot that I've seen necessarily about his mental health struggles, but clearly there was something because... That's obviously not a choice a 17-year-old makes lightly. And, you know, I've read several things of how brokenhearted she was already, you know, from losing him, coupled with her bipolar disorder and a lot of other mental health issues she was fighting. And it just makes me sad. I wish there would have been some way, you know, when I'd read her whole life was hard from the age of growing up, I guess her mother was abusive and neglectful. You know, I wish at some point as much success she had, that she could have seen one happy moment. So, you know, my prayers are she's in heaven with her son. She's holding him again. And finally, she's not suffering. Oh, God bless you, Sinead. Uh, Same with Pee Wee Herman, better known as Paul Rubens, which I actually had forgotten. He was always Pee Wee Herman to me. But, um, Paul Reubens is his real name. You know, and I pray he's in heaven and no more pain, because having watched my mother suffer through cancer until the end, uh, you know, that's not a pretty death. So, Godspeed to both of you. Um, now, with that said, oh, the Cheeto. Oh, my God, the Cheeto puff. (sighs) I mean, mean, I'm getting so fucking sick of talking about him, but he makes it easy. The man never fails to make the wrong decision. I've got to wonder at some point, and I know narcissists don't, but at some point, is he going to actually have a moment of, oh shit, what the fuck have I done? Damn. You know, I don't know. I just, I don't think he, I don't know that he's even capable. But, you know, here's of late, of course, his super PAC, or which is political action committee. They have spent over $40 million since the first of the year. Now, this is January 31st. So approximately seven months, forty million dollars for legal fees for him, uh, Walt Nada, and the new guy Carlos de Olivier. Olivier, I think is how you say his name. That's a lot of money. In fact, he is and I heard this on the news this morning, going to start a fundraiser for his legal fees. What the fuck happened? He was a billionaire. If you're a billionaire, seems like $40 million be about like 40 bucks to the rest of us normal folks. Why would he need a fundraiser? It's going to be like the Jerry Lewis telethon. I mean, are people going to call in, and we're going to have acts on, and they're dancing and singing? Does anybody remember that besides me? That was like the Labor Day thing. Especially when you only had three channels to watch with no cable. Um, Thank God he was only on one. But, you know, everybody watched it, and, uh, you know, there's some pretty cool acts on there, not going to lie. So when we were really kind of entertaining as shit. Dean Martin and people like that. But what, are we going to have a fundraiser like that? where you call in and you make your pledge and he's going to stay up 24 hours and tell us what's on the tote board of how much he's gotten? I don't think so. You know, and all these indictments coming up, I mean, the, the DA in Fulton County, Georgia, I mean, she's been working on this since 2020. And when he called the Secretary of State, which I can't remember that guy's name, but, um, I just need those 11,543 votes. I need you to get those for me. And he cannot understand why that's just wrong. And the guy even explaining to him on the phone and him still insisting and come on, you can do it. Find them for me. You know, they're there. And even ask him at some point to lie and say they were there. And then is shocked (laughs) that this DA is indicting him which I think actually starts tomorrow or the next day. I know they've already got it roped off at the Fulton County uh, Courthouse there in Georgia I saw today. I mean, that's not to stop him from being president again. You know, this isn't ramped up because he's doing so great in the polls. You know, January 6th hearings that he's throwing a fit about the superseding uh, indictments coming in from. Oh, well, they're doing that because I'm doing swell in the polls. No, hun, they they've been doing that. Where was he? Did he not see that on TV? The whole thing, you know, Congress, special session group people of Congress laid that out of all the issue. They talked to everybody and his brother. But now they're just doing it? I I, I think he truly believes the more he tells his bullshit, the more... We're all going to believe it. He really, truly believes. The more he says it, then it becomes truth. And you know, I was thinking, because it has really bothered me, why these acolytes, these people who are—and I'm not—I'm going to talk about Walt Nada and Carlos in a minute. I'm talking the voting public, these people who go to his rallies. Of why they cannot see the forest for the trees. How can you not see? I mean, indictment after indictment after indictment is coming out. That's one of those scenarios of if everybody's saying it, maybe it's you kind of thing. And I kept thinking, why are they not? How can they not catch on? How can they not see this and think, oh shit, wait a minute. You know, where there's smoke, there's fire. And I could kind of understand if it was just one or two. And yeah, suddenly, you know, there had been nothing prior to this. And he was doing this one on the polls. And all of a sudden, they popped up. Yeah, even I'd be like, hmm, that's a little sus. But no, this has been going on since he staged the coup. Okay, maybe if it had ended just with that committee hearing that was televised, and we all watched for, I you think know, they were on three or four different times, I might say, yeah, I could see where they'd stick with that. I mean, it is just one group, and yeah, okay, maybe I could see where you could be on either side of it. I mean, I don't know necessarily how you could support insurrection as far as these people breaking into the Capitol. And like I've said, you want to march and you want to protest by and you want to protest pine trees. That's your thing. By God, I say do it. That is your first amendment, right. But by Georgie, the minute you breached that capital, you're now not a protester, you are a fucking criminal. And since it is federal ground, you have now federally trespassed. That's way different than a state trespass. Anything federal, you just know they got you by the little white curlies. So, you know, if they had stayed on that lawn and done not one policeman had gotten hurt because they were hit with fire extinguishers and flagpoles and, gosh, I can't even remember what all. Um... None of that had happened and you just stayed out there and you protested and you chanted and you yelled and you didn't hang a effigy up for, you know, to say, hey, let's hang Mike Pence. You know, if you had kept it above board, done your thing, and you truly believe that election had been stolen and you stood out there for three weeks or you were still standing out there yelling it, that's your First Amendment right, baby. Let your flag fly, baby. Do you. But the minute you breach the Capitol... You're a criminal. I'm sorry. You're a criminal. And you're going to say, oh, but Beth, no, I say the same thing about Black Lives Matters. Absolutely. I think Breonna Taylor should have been marched for. I mean, they killed her, an innocent woman. George Floyd, and you all know, I've talked about that. Still, I, I get chills thinking about him saying, I can't, I can't breathe. It still just breaks my heart. Him calling for his mother. You all know, we've talked about it. You know how I feel. And regardless of whatever he had criminal past was, had nothing to do with that moment. I think I've been real clear on that with you all. That's what I think and feel. And I think anybody with three brain cells rubbed together should probably see that that was murder. Pure and simple, that was murder. But yes, march for it. But no, the minute you start firebombing with Molotov cocktails and stealing shit, then no. Now now you're not protesting. Now you're stealing shit. Now you're a thief. Stop it. Not one time did Martin Luther King do that. Not one damn time. I guarantee, you know, when he was marching across the bridge in Selma and they arrested him, I'm sure he didn't go, you know, he didn't say, oh yeah, here, put the handcuffs. I'm sure he didn't make it easy. He didn't resist, but he didn't make it easy. It wasn't like he was going to Go off into that good night quietly, no. But he was peaceful protest, and that was his whole thing. And we need to get back to that because, damn, he was right. And look at the things he accomplished. But, you know, I have really, really questioned how these people that are still so supportive of him, how. Can this be? And I think some of it and I, this is some and again, I'm trying to apply logic to an illogical fucking situation, but I think some of it has to be they don't want to admit he duped them because that is embarrassing and I get that you know you these people have regardless of my opinion of them, They have stood strong regardless of what he's done and backed him. They have probably taken a lot of shit from family and friends and probably lost some family and friends over their support of him, especially the further this is going because it's getting fucking just like the godfather with the Keystone Cops doing it. I mean, I've never seen a bunch of bungling crooks in my fucking life. To be so crooked, he's really a bad criminal. I mean, the man fucking just confesses the shit all over the news. And people, his people are still going, to no, that's not true. No, that's not true. Really, because he just fucking said it. So either he's a liar or you're brain dead. And, you know, help me out here. But in all honesty, all kidding aside, I think some of it is simply... They truly have backed him. They have truly invested in him as a person. And now I think it's going to be hard for them to back up and go, you know what? I think I've been duped. And I can't say that I wouldn't feel the same way if I were them. But they also need to keep in mind, this motherfucker will throw anybody under the bus to save his own ass and i mean you think about it he threw michael cohen his personal attorney for 10 years the man who went to jail for doing illegal shit for him this man knew where the fucking bodies are buried and lord knows he's out telling it now but at the time this man knew that's the one person you probably probably shouldn't have thrown under the bus They didn't give a shit. He did. Not only did he throw Michael Cohen, and I don't think Michael Cohen's any bastion of ethics and moral fortitude over here. Don't get me wrong. But point being, I mean, when you're a criminal and you're thinking about your criminal shit, you know, it's kind of like Donald Trump is Tony Soprano. Michael Cohen was his consigliere or his Silvio Dante. The one person you probably don't want to fuck with fuck around and find out with, is the person who knows all your shit. And he did. So that's why I don't get where Walt Nada and this Carlos de Olivier guy think he's not gonna do it to them. Yeah, he's paying their bills right now. And I think for them, it's Stockholm Syndrome. The Carlos guy, he has been that property manager at Mar-a-Lago for 112 years. He's 50... He's 52 or 56, and trust me, as somebody who's trying to get a job at 50 fucking years old, <laughs> that's no easy feat. So I get his point of, ah, oh, fuck, I I'm going to have to lie. I can't lose my job. And I'm sure his hope is, okay, even if I get indicted and busted and charged and go to jail, you know, he's telling him, look, I'm going to be president and I'm going to pardon you. Yeah, right up till he doesn't. Because here's the thing. He would throw his own kids under the bus to save his own ass. Poor Walt and poor Carlos, they're peons in the organization. I mean, you think Michael Cohen was right up there. He was carrying the torch with old Donald. And he fucked him over. He sure as fuck is going to be somebody who'd throw Carlos, the property manager... You know who makes sure the lawns are mowed and the flowers look nice and shit's not broke at Mar-a-Lago, which let's never forget too—that is a public club. Yes, you pay dues to be a part of it. Yeah, he lives in a small part. That's not his house. Let's not forget that, you know, everybody. Um, that's why you know, like the secrets and the documents and shit that you know he left laying around and. On a stage in a ballroom and, you know, of course, Carlos and Walt trying to go down this passageway to delete video. This was all shit accessible to anybody. And, you know, people said, well, you know, it's all, you know, the stuff was taken back so nobody got it. Do you not really think if a spy got in there working and let's face it, I guarantee there was probably two or three there. Bitch, they're not taking the papers, they're taking pictures. Because everybody has an iPhone or an Android now, so you're not going to be questioned. 40 years ago when you were in there with your little spy camera, yeah, you might have got questioned. <laughs> what the fuck are you doing with a camera in here all by yourself with my papers? Yeah, that was a little more of a harder explanation to come up with. Now, oh hell, I stood there playing my game. And the Let's face it, it's... I don't... The man doesn't email, so I don't imagine the man knows how to fucking work a smartphone. Um... So now the spies go in there, take their pictures. And, you know, everybody thinks of a spy. Well, they're gonna be foreign. No. (laughs) They've been bought... They're American. They've just been bought off by a foreign government. Made it a lot the fuck easier to sneak in and spy shit. Lot less conspicuous. Um... And these guys helped him move this stuff because they were told to. Um, Carlos went to the head of IT and was like, the boss says, you got to scrub these videos. Now, they swear they weren't scrubbed. You know what? Maybe they weren't. And I don't doubt they probably weren't because none of them were fucking smart enough to know how to do it. It wasn't from lack of effort. If they weren't scrubbed and the DOJ got them with everything on them. Um, it's not from lack of effort on their part. It was lack of know-how that they weren't scrubbed. Um, and he's saying, oh, well, you know, Smith's making all this shit up. No, motherfucker. Your people are going and testifying. These people, other than Walton Carlos, who, for whatever reason, are under the Stockholm Syndrome with you, These motherfuckers are spilling their guts because they don't want to be in the position because they know you will run the fuck over them. And I'm here to tell you, if it was me and I was in the position they're in, bitch, I'd be singing opera. I would tell shit I knew other people had done. Everybody in this country would be under indictment that I knew because, by God, I'd be in there singing opera because my ass ain't going to jail for your dumb shit. And poor Walt... And poor Carlos, by God, they're going. Yeah, he's paying their their bill right now. And he will continue to, right up until at some point, one of them, and I don't know which one. I can't get a good read on either one of them, really. But one of them is going to think, oh, shit. This has got the fuck away from me. And I don't want to go to jail and they're going to start singing opera. And they're going to tell what they know. And and I, like I said, I don't know if it's going to be Carlos or if it's going to be Walt Nada. I really don't. Because like I said, I can't get a good read on either one of them. What I do know is they're being loyal to a man who has all the loyalty of a king cobra. And if that reference flew over your head, king cobras are cannibal snakes. They will eat their own. So this man has all the loyalty of a king cobra. His hood's up. He's just waiting for them to make the wrong move and strike, and he's going to fucking kill them and eat them. And then they're going to sit their ass in prison going, whoa, wait, I just got fucked up the ass, no lube and no reach around. Wait, that's not right. And it's going to be too late. And I hate that because they're both, when I say peons, they're peons like we are. They're regular, everyday folks. These are not super sophisticated executive-type folks. These are regular, everyday, peon folks like the rest of us who don't stand a chance against this narcissistic monster. And I just... Oh, God. I hope one of them, one of them... Come on, Walt. Come on, Carlos. One of y'all has got to fire up the brain cells and realize... He will take your ass down. He would take his own kids down to protect his ass. You know, and I keep saying to every you know, to anybody that's a Trump supporter, and I'm serious with this question. I want them to show me if I've missed it, I want to see it. I honest to God, I want to see it. And all of his campaign talks, all it's been is his revenge scenario. We are all living out his snuff film with him. Thanks, I, I would like my ticket refunded. I don't want to be on this rail, this railroad anymore. What one thing has he said he's going to do for the economy? Affordable housing, defense, you know, um, an ex-Russian president said today that if, I guess, the Ukraine wins, that leaves him no choice but to blow the whole world up with nuclear war. I don't know that I see that unless they take Putin out somehow because, Much like Trump, Putin is a narcissist. He all about himself. The difference is, other than this Ukraine debacle, (coughs) Putin at least has the ability to have forethought. You know, he can actually think two steps ahead. Where Trump is all about right this moment. I mean, the only, you know, that's the one difference at least Putin is calculating. Trump's just bombastic as fuck. But um, you know, he hasn't come out and said what's gonna do about that. You know, there has not been one campaign promise. And don't get me wrong, I know a lot of their promises are bullshit. Any politician, I don't care what side of the fence you're planting your flag on. If you have been alive more than five minutes, you know every one of them fucking lies about something but at least the others are making an effort to make some sort of campaign promise and I gotta give Nikki Haley she'd been a big Trump supporter up till the weekend when she went "Mm, you know I don't think this is a good idea I I have to give her I don't particularly like her and I kind of think she's cuckoo for cocoa puffs but she had balls I gotta respect that I will give her her props on that she stood up went no you know I don't think so You know, it's going to be all about his indictments and jail and courts and all that. So, you know, hey, props to you for actually growing a pair of balls that DeSantis and all the others haven't. Other than Chris Christie, you know, he did offer to beat his ass. But, you know, nobody has been able to say, well, this is what he's promising. No, show me. And if I've missed it, I will stand up. I will do one whole episode of here's where I missed it not mine. Send it to me. Put it in the comments. I will be the first one to stand up and say I missed it. But as far as everything I've watched, I've not seen anything but his revenge fantasy of who he's going to take out and who fucked him up. And personally, that's not what I need my president to do. What I need my president-elect to do, whether it's him, Joe Biden, I'm not even going to pretend to Santa's, because that just makes me want to vomit. Um... Joe Schmo running for president with the Pine Tree Party. No, I need to know what you're doing to help me as a country. How are you going to help me with inflation? How are you going to help with affordable housing? How are you going to make sure the job market stays stabilized? What are you going to do about, God forbid, Russia decides, oh, well, yeah, you know what, I guess we're going to have no choice but to blow everybody up. You know, I kind of need to hear what you're going to do about that. Not your fucking revenge fantasy. And I don't want to hear revenge fantasy from Biden or anybody else. I don't need, no, stop it. I don't want to be a part of your snuff film. And mark my words, Walt or Carlos, if one of them doesn't break down and spill their guts, they're going to be snuffed next. When they are not of any use to him, Trump will be done. And they're going to be left out to dry. Now, I did want to talk about this Bud Light thing, Um, and I didn't talk about it when it was all going on with Dylan Mulvaney being transgender uh, on the can. For one thing, A, Bud Light, not the beer I would drink. That's the beer I drank in college, you know, that cheap horse piss beer that was purely to get drunk for no other reason, because it sure as hell didn't taste good. Gives you a sad fucking hangover the next day that you think, oh, kill me now. I don't care who was on the fucking bottle or the fucking can. Especially a bottle, because I sat and peeled the label off. So, five, six beers in, I couldn't see the bottle. Who gives a fuck who was on I sure as fuck could read the label. Same with a can. I didn't like to drink out of a can, but I've had to. Because it was cheaper. By God, I would. You have not lived or you've drank Bud Light with a straw. But five, six beers in. I give a fuck who's on the can or the label because guess what? I couldn't see it. I knew it was a Bud Light because it was blue. Who cares? What difference does it make? Because you're drinking it to get drunk. You're not drinking it for any political statement. Why Why? Why is it a problem? Who cares? Because... If you're drinking that, you're drinking simply to get drunk. You're drinking a more expensive IPA. My personal, if I'm gonna drink a beer, I love me some Stella, which again, Belgian beer. Um, and not gonna lie, three or four of those things are a little more high alcohol content. And I am drinking long now. Fuck, I'm a cheap drunk. Two beers in, I wouldn't be able to read the label until it's a Stella, cause I'm drunk. Who cares? You're drinking it for a sole purpose of getting drunk. That is not a sipping beer. That is not a leisurely beer. That's a keg party, frat party, field party. Slam it and drink it to get drunk beer and party. What the fuck do you care who's on the label? What the fuck difference does it make? Because you're not drinking it to be sophisticated. You're not drinking it to have any political stance. Hell, 4 or 5 in, fuck you, can't say political. Why do you care who's on it? Drink your fucking beer and shut up. Because you can't read the label. After 4 or 5 and a few hillbillies I know. Without the picture, if it had just been Dylan Mulvaney's name, couldn't have fucking read it anyway. Because they can barely read past third grade. You bitch, Some of you bitches out there with them women going, Oh my God, he's not answering my text. Give him a minute. He is sounding it out. Could you give him a sec? And that's the one who's really throwing the fit about it. Who gives a fuck? You don't know who he is to begin with. You know somebody told you he was transgender. Okay? If they hadn't told you, would you give a shit? No. You just still been drinking your beer and not bitching. Climb down off the high horse. You got, you got no reason to be on it. You're being stupid. Fucking stop. I mean, come on. I've had <clears throat> that. Just oh uh, God, you annoying me with that shit. Go drink your Bud Light at your hillbilly barbecue with your possum and on the grill and move on. I mean come on. If you want to bitch about something, fucking bitch about something that matters. Who's on a beer can or bottle doesn't fucking matter. What matters is inflation, affordable housing, stable job markets, stable stock markets, and no not stocking cows and horses, look it up. Um that's the shit that matters. Not who's on your fucking hillbilly beer can. Now, on a happy thing, I want to shout out to my girl, Sierra. I talked to her today on the phone. had to call into the water company for my area and got to talking to her. One, she is my new favorite person in the whole wide world. I think she is so fucking cool. I love her. And she was explaining to me about the wig situation with Carly Robinson and again i'm gonna reiterate what i said the other day uh if i was a seasoned detective olivia on svu level seasoned detective that whole wig thing is so something that would have escaped my notice and i had you you all know i had talked about it watched the video when those ladies were explaining but she really explained and I did ask her, I said, do you wear wig?" And she said, no, I'm, you know, I'm all natural hair, which I love. I loved when black women let their hair be natural. I did not know that process was as intensive as it is. She taught me today. I learned new. I love it. Y'all know I love to learn stuff. Um, I don't know that I'd have the patience for what all she told me she had to do. Good Lord. But I love her. She is so cool. She is like my new favorite person in the whole wide world. Love her. Um, I'm hoping maybe we'll get to have her on at some point even as a little guest. Because y'all love her too. She's funny as shit. Now, one thing I did want to talk about. You know, I told you all the other day I had seen where Biden's, Jill Biden, her ex-husband had come out with an article and really slamming the family. I hadn't got the chance to read it, and I was wondering if maybe it was the whole Hunter thing. No! I was wrong. I did get to go back and read it, so I want to let y'all know. Um, hmm. Uh, It starts, and he's written a book. He now is, and apparently he supported Trump, or supported Biden in his senatorial years when he ran with Obama. Um, and now, apparently, no. And best I can understand, I think he's humped, jumped on the Trump train. Um, but it's story, it, the book excerpt they gave, and it was kind of the beginning of the book, starts with... Apparently, he told Joe some football glory days bullshit story. I don't know. And Biden goes on to tell somebody else in this crowd of people they're in, um, the same story and claims it is his own. And apparently he was, they, Dr. Jill, the ex-husband, President Biden and his wife that was killed in a car accident with their daughter, um, which I had forgotten about that. Um, the daughter being with him when that just, oh, I can't even, which again explains his little more leniency with Hunter. Not that I agree, just gives a little perspective. Um, apparently they were friends as couples. Of course, his first, you know, uh, President Biden's first wife gets killed. Apparently, according to Dr. Jill's ex-husband, there's a little weirdness in the timeline of when they actually hooked up and when her divorce. And I mean, you know, of course, he's alluding to they had an affair. Ah, who the fuck cares? It was 1974. Who cares? They have been married ever since. So, you know, clearly they're not out there doing it now. Or if they are, they're better at not dragging everybody else into it and making a spectacle. But that was what the article was about. So if you want to look it up, it's sort of interesting, but I don't know that I need to (laughs) read any more of his book. But also, and I wanted to talk about this, I think menopause is making me mean, which is another one of those things nobody fucking tells you about. They're gatekeeping that shit. I think it's making me mean. Er. Uh. I can't even go to the grocery store now without thinking, oh my God, I'm going to have to run over you. It. And, and it can't... You know, it's all these people, and it seems like they're all very fucking rude. Like, this one kid, about the kid's age, yesterday was rude. I mean, went out of his way to be rude, and I didn't say anything to him, and he better be glad, because he was a kid. I'm not going to do that to somebody else's kid, because, mm, you're not going to do it to mine. If he'd been an adult, I'd have said something like, excuse the fuck out of you. But I didn't, but I did make it known that, and the kid acted like he didn't know me. Um... And I think you might have apologized to the people around us. Because I was like, you know, people need to teach their fucking kids some manners. And I don't disagree. Maybe I could have handled that a little better. I think menopause is making me mean. Maybe it's a hormonal shift. You know, I keep saying, oh, I've not had any mood swings. Maybe it's not going to be a mood swing thing for me. Maybe it's going to be just a bitch thing. I mean, I've always been a bitch. But damn, that's even getting a little out of hand. And I have found out this week. I had, y'all know, I had that interview last week. I told you about wilting and then getting the fucking Dear John email. But, you know, after I came out of it, you know, I had, like I told you guys, you know, I had that, my friend that passed that. You know, he talked about my personality, filled a room before I ever opened my mouth. You know, I always teased him. And it was a nice way to call me a bitch. But I got what he was saying in that, you know, I have that commanding presence. Even before I opened my mouth, and I am type A, I am intense. So, I mean, I get what he was saying. And, you know, and like I said, we would joke about it, but I, I got it. And I thought, well, maybe that's the problem. Maybe that's the issue. So, you know, I was sitting Saturday morning, kind of thinking on it, and Friday even thinking on it. And, oh, well, maybe I just need to go in and be meek and, you know, very yes, ma'am, no, ma'am, you know, and basically the polar opposite of who I really am. And, well, knowing that if I did that, You know, it's like going into a new relationship with a significant other. You can go in pretending to be one thing, but eventually the real you will come out. You can only pretend for so long. And so I was flipping through, I don't know if it's the reels on Facebook or TikTok, but this guy pops up and his thing was, if they don't like you, they're not your people. Don't change who you are. Find your people. I mean, it couldn't have been any more directed for me. I mean, that came out, that was for me because that really was what I was thinking. I'm going to have to just change who I am. Now, on Sunday, I'm at the grocery store and (laughs) and informing the store that people need to teach their fucking kids manners. You know, and you know, that guy's right. And I wanted to speak to that here right quick at the end to my ladies. I know, you know, went from the statistics that all the platforms are sending me. I, you know, majority of you ladies are, that are listening are close to my age. But I do notice that I have a f- small percentage that are in their 30s. Let me tell you something. Still in your 30s, you give a fuck what people think about you. You do. You care. I cared. I wanted everybody to like me. And I mean, I would go out of my way. to. I wanted everybody to like me. I wanted everybody to think, I, you know, I really like her. In my 40s, I kind of was starting to step off that wagon like, I don't really care if she likes me. You know, and it kind of started setting in with, oh, if she'll talk about so-and-so to me, what the fuck is she saying about me to them? You know, some shit starts dawning on you. By the time you hit 50, I'm here to tell you, you really don't care anymore. So I'm telling you younger ladies out there, do not, if you are loud and aggressive, I'm not saying obnoxious, I mean, you are strong, you are opinionated, you are a go-getter, be stronger. Be louder. The more they tell you to shut up, the louder you are. Because you know what? It's women like us that got us the right to vote. And I hope it's women like us who don't put up with bullshit that's going to get Roe v. Wade overturned and back in place where it fucking needs to be. But women like us, the strong women, the women who say it, they mean it, and they're not playing with your bullshit. You need to keep being them, just like I do. Don't let those setbacks do that. You know, not long ago, I had a date where the guy, um, one, he was next marine retired marine, and couldn't date me because I was too fucking strong. Bitch, what were you in the pussy brigade? What the fuck? But anyway, he looks at me at one of the dates and says, so what do you bring to the table? Let me tell you, that hit me sideways in the back of the head going 90. Not even gonna lie. That's probably why he didn't like me and didn't want to date me anymore. I came and I said, motherfucker, I bought the table. You're lucky I'm letting you sit at it. Ladies, we fucking bought it. We built it. We painted it. And we've decorated it. And it is fucking ours. We get to choose who sits at it. And it is a privilege to get to sit at our table. You know what? I want everybody to eat. I did Because there's enough out there for everybody. I just don't want y'all eating at all the ones I don't want. I don't want you fucking eating at my table. Don't. No. And ladies, you got to remember that. You don't have to let everybody eat at your table. You look at somebody go, no, 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 I don't want you eating at my table. Want you to eat? Want you to do it over there? Go do you. Keep being louder, keep being stronger. Keep it up, because we are going to change shit. See y'all in a couple days.